Hello and welcome to the Apple Guy Talks podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Shepard, with my co-host, Eli Piper. Hello. Join us today as we discuss the brand new AirPods Max, our little Christmas gift from Apple, and we'll reflect on Flash and how it changed the internet and then killed itself. Um, (laughs) That's one way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. So, to get started, we have a new pair of AirPods. Not the AirPods Studio, like was rumored, which honestly, I really like the name. Um, But it's the AirPods Max. Which is a less exciting name. $550 over the ear head. Yeah, and in my opinion, um, and I think Ralph, you share the same opinion, they're extremely overpriced. Like, you can get so many better headphones for that price from different boutique manufacturers and stuff. I think what the AirPods Max is, it's the AirPods Pro, but in an over-the-ear format. And that's it. The quality, I doubt, will be as good as something cheaper from Bose or one of the the other higher-end audio headphone makers. So that being said, let's go through the perks really quick of what it actually comes with. Um, And I'm just reading this word for word off of their product page. Um, It's got like this canopy swooping head mount thing at the top, which is interesting. It has a stainless steel frame. So high quality components compared to like, if you look at the Beats line, all that stuff's like $200 plastic. So the stainless steel frame is a nice adjustment. Maybe that will give it a little more of the $550 weight. It comes in colors, which is cool if you're into that. I kind of like the colors better though than the Beats. Yeah, I I like the silver. I like the black. Um, mm-hmm. The other colors for me just don't, kind I don't of know. Yeah, the anodized aluminum looks good in certain colors, and yeah, yeah, certain colors it doesn't. Um, it has a custom designed mesh textile, so the the part that wraps around your head is like a meshy, cushiony style thing. Um, it borrows a lot of the. The earmuffs themselves borrow a lot of the design language of the Apple Watch, surprisingly. So if you have an Apple Watch, you're familiar with the digital crown. Well, that's how you control the audio level with the AirPods Max. I'm going to keep forgetting this name. It's such an un... Like it's, it, I feel like that's an impossible name to remember. To me, it's just really interesting seeing the uh, the digital crown on something other than an Apple Watch. And and I think it fits compared to like touch controls. Uh, I can see how a wheel can be pretty favorable. Someone who might be buying the AirPods Max would want is precise control over that. So it has a button where you can control the different settings you're in. Oh, here are the colors. We got a like silver, silverish white, a black, a blue, 
I think they're calling this color pink, although on here it kind of looks red. It, it looks, it's like rose gold. It's it's the same yeah. color as rose gold, though the headband is red. And the green kind of looks like that green iPhone 11 from last I year. I don't like the green. No. I don't like the green at all. The blue is okay. Green is my least favorite color. So here's what's confusing to me is... When you look at one side, it looks like the cups on the headphones, I don't know if that's their technical term, but that's what I'm calling them, are more flat. Like the surface of them are more flat, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the picture from the other picture where they have the colors, which is shooting straight onto the cup, it looks more like it's, it's circular, almost like spherical and round. So I'm really confused on the shape of this right here. And I think we're going to have to wait until videos come out in order to see. I personally am not a huge fan of the design, though. I don't mind it. Um, because I, th I think a lot of this was also designed um, to bring the features of the uh, AirPods Pro to the over-the-ear styled headphones so you have things like active noise cancellation um, which will try to drown out outside noise as much as possible or transparency mode where the outside speakers will collect the audio and put them through your headphones so you can at least still hear what's going on around you let's point out that these are features that that most high-end headphones like that have already now here's one thing that that they don't have spatial audio with dynamic head tracking which gives you a theater-like experience for movies and shows with sound that surrounds you using a built-in gyroscope and accelerometers airpods max and your iphone or ipad track the subtle motion of your head anchoring sounds to your device that's one thing that a lot of other people don't have is to be able to generate a essentially movie theater styled audio where you have sounds coming at you from all around and that move based on um, how your device is orientated and where you're looking. That's something that a lot of other headphones can't do, but you know what can? The, $230 AirPods Pro have the same exact features. Yeah, exactly. So why would you buy these over the other ones, you know? It's just because you like the over-the-ear. I guess if you're going to have long-term use, they're better for you because they might be more comfortable. But at this price, I wouldn't pay more than $300 for them. At this but, price, there's so many boutique headphone makers out there that you can get, I think, so much better quality. Now, these look really nice. They have really nice materials. I mean, even the details are beautiful. The L and R is woven into the mesh of the speaker, which is really cool. Um, so they look really nice, and I'm sure they're really comfortable. I just feel like they're a little overpriced. And it also comes with a case. So one thing most, that most I... Most headphones at that price do come with a case, and if yeah, they don't, yeah. you just... Um, I'm, honestly, I'm kind of a fan of the design. This is like the first time I've actually really looked at them like in detail, and yeah. I'm honestly kind of liking the style. 
I mean, I'm not a headphone user per se, but these, now will I drop $500 on it? No, definitely not. But if someone gave them to me, I'm not going to say no. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I'll use them. Um, now, one of the reasons for the price that I've seen is the possibility of them being in short supply. So instead of like you see with every other tech product that's gone on sale, where it's on sale for five, 10 minutes and instantly sells out or um, where everything's just, everything today is in just high demand. So with this, they know that they're going in with not enough quantity. So they're starting the price higher to make up for that. So instead of selling in quantity, they're selling in um, margins to be able to make more off of it off of a less amount. Exactly. And I think they priced it that high too, just because people are going to pay trying to, they don't, they don't want it to kind of overshadow the AirPod pro. Cause you know, if it's, if it's 50 bucks more than the AirPods pro, why would you get these over the AirPods pro, you know? Because of the design, you want. I know that's why. Why wouldn't you get these over the AirPod Pro? Is what I meant to say. Um, Unless you're looking for more portability, which is why you'd go for the Pro. And if you have an Android, you're going to be missing out on a lot of the features, like you see with the AirPods Pro, where you have the touch, IR touch sensor, and all that on the Pro. You lose all of that once you connect it to another device other than an Apple product, running the latest version of iOS. They do look good. The design is growing on me. The more I sit here and stare at it on my computer screen, the design is growing on me, and I like it. it, it it's Apple. It's very Apple. You yeah. look at it, and you immediately, which is why there's no logos on it that I can see, nah, is because sure. people look like they could have easily put an Apple logo on one of the ear cups, but or you both. look at that, and you say, that's Apple, and I think that's why there's no Apple logo on it that we can see visibly right now. Maybe there is a small one somewhere, I'm sure, but... You know, it's a statement. It really is. It is a statement that says, hey, I can spend 400 plus dollars on headphones. Yeah. $500. 549 I would... So just for, in case people have forgotten the price, it's AirPods start at 159 AirPod Pros start at 249 and the AirPods Max are start all the way up at 549. There's a $300 difference. I now, still think they're overpriced. An argument for the AirPods Max that I have seen though is its ability to be more repairable since it's in a larger form factor than the rest of their headband. We'll have to see about that. Apple is notoriously good at cutting out the user from repairing their products. We'll have to see. Yeah. That uh, remains. Oh, you know I what? I bet you they're not going to be any more repairable than the AirPod Pros are. Hello, Ralph here coming from the editing room. During this podcast episode, we made some inaccurate claims regarding the port situation on the AirPods Max. So I'm here to explain. On the headphones, it's a lightning port, like what you would find on your iPhone. In the box, you'll find a lightning to USB-C cable, 
which can be used for recharging your headphones. When it comes time to connect your AirPods Max to your device, the easiest way to do so is via Bluetooth. However, if you don't have Bluetooth, or maybe you prefer a wire, you need to purchase some adapters to go along with your expensive headphones. If you want to use the AirPods Max with a device featuring the old but reliable 3.5mm headphone jack, you can pick up Apple's Lightning to 3.5mm audio cable for $35. If you want to plug into an iPhone that doesn't have a 3.5mm headphone jack, then you'll need to get Apple's Lightning to 3.5mm headphone jack adapter for $10 in addition to the previously mentioned lightning to 3.5 millimeter audio cable. Now, there is another way you can do this and save a couple dollars. Get two of Apple's lightning to 3.5 millimeter headphone jack adapters, then get a cheap 3.5 millimeter audio cable from somewhere like Amazon or Best Buy to bridge the gap between the two adapters. From there, you can mix and match adapters and cables as needed. Now, if this was confusing, um, take a look at this podcast's video on YouTube where I have graphics that display all these different combinations um, to make it a little more easier to understand. But this is so stupid. If Apple would have just added USB Type-C to the headphones, we would not have to daisy chain multiple adapters together depending on which device you want to plug the headphones into. However, if this is a problem for you, it may just be simpler to look elsewhere like Bose or Sony. Anyways, back to the podcast. wonder if you could plug it in and maybe you can run audio from your USB port on your Mac. I don't think they would do lightning to 3.5. I don't think that's a thing, but you can get audio from a USB port, USB-C. So I wonder if you could wire it USB-C into your Mac. Because think, people that are producing and stuff who are going to be the most likely buyers of this are using them all day long. You're going to want to have those plugged in while you're using them. You don't want to be right in the middle of a session and have your, Air, your uh, AirPod Maxes die on you. No. They tell, how long do they say the battery life is? 20 hours. 20 hours. I mean, 20 hours of average use or 20 hours of constant use? I would say constant use. Constant use. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. But I have known some producers to go 20 plus hours. <laughs> I have known some to go 20 plus hours sitting there writing stuff. So, you know. So moving on. Google has been doing some pretty cool things. Just to touch on some quick Google news. They released an app the other day that will detect a song when you hum it, which is great for all those times you have a song stuck in your head and you can't figure out what song it is. You're humming it and obviously Shazam won't pick it up. So now you, you can... just endlessly scroll through TikTok until it comes back. You can do that too. <laughs> but if you'd like to preserve some of your sanity and time... Um, Google now has a new app for that. Google also came out with an app for people who I guess can't talk or whatever. They can, uh, you, the basic point of the app is you can look at your screen and it'll talk depending on what you look at, which is pretty cool. It's kind of an accessibility app, I think. Um, 
I haven't tried either of those. I'm not sure how well they work. I've heard they work pretty good though. But those are two apps that Google release. But now Flash Player. Flash is dead. The rise and fall of Flash Player. The mighty the rise, Flash Player. <laughs> this was a battle that the late Steve Jobs was a general in on the Definitely. opposing side. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so on December 31st, 2020, Adobe Flash will officially be dead and be uninstalled from every uh, device. Hello, Ralph here, popping in from the editing room again with another quick update that came out the day after this podcast was recorded. On December 8th, Adobe issued the last update to Adobe Flash. The update was automatically installed on most modern computers. They then reiterated that after December 31st, 2020, Flash will no longer be supported, as I stated earlier. It goes on to say that starting January 12th, 2021, Adobe will block Flash content from loading and recommend that you uninstall the program from your computer. But as we will talk about later, most systems and browsers will do this for you automatically, and some like Safari have already started the process. Anyways, back to the podcast. If you're a Chrome user, you have no option. Your computer will restart at some point in time and Flash will be installed. Macs, same thing. Um, Flash support was removed in the latest version of Safari, um, Safari 14. And so if you updated to Mac OS Big Sur or Safari 14, then you've lost support for Flash. And Firefox will be dropping support shortly. Windows users will have Flash completely uninstalled through a Windows update. So notice the consistency between all of these uh, platforms mm -hmm. at which these software updates will be uninstalling Flash <laughs> automatically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's gone so let's let's reflect because for me personally i know i grew up on flash mm -hmm. because in the i don't know i guess 2005 to 20 i don't know around that time in the early 2000s the internet was powered by flash i remember playing like pop tropica or fun brain do you remember those i do remember those i remember going to addicting games and it would say you have to enable flash player that's or, what i played or, mainly was addicting um, games um cool math games yep um youtube youtube, YouTube used to require used to flash. flash oh yeah oh, they were a huge flash user that's oh, why yeah. for years most video most video out, streaming sites required flash mm -hmm. back in the day yeah um uh let me think what are some other ones i used to play the football heads championship game doing like either no, the I world know, cup or that premier one. league that one was flash too um basically every flashy children's website <laughs> Cartoon yeah. Network, <laughs> Disney, <laughs> oh, yeah. all these flashy, flash-powered um, graphics. But uh, for years now, 
flash has been quickly removed by all these people because it wasn't really good. Yep. Because <laughs> you have the the mobile world, which Flash was never optimized for, and it just never worked right. Because Flash was made for the desktop with the keyboard and mouse input, and then it just none of that stuff really translated well for the mobile. And yeah, that's exactly. why Steve. That was one of the reasons Steve Jobs was so against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it never gained support on uh, iPhones or yep. iPads. Yeah. Um, which is funny, because I remember when I was growing up playing on my dad's first gen iPad, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to load Flash games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd figure out some crazy loophole, only to realize, oh, this doesn't actually work or made sense there used to be specific apps i i had some of those i had some of those flash browsers for uh for the ipad because a lot of the sites that i would uh for legal reasons it wasn't me who pirated the movies but would people would pirate movies from often required flash player so as i've been told you would have to download these different apps um in order to pirate things. Again, for legal reasons, I don't know from experience, but... So um, I've been told. Flash was just a terrible standard. As I said, the mobile issue oh, before. Yeah, sure. uh, security vulnerabilities were massive. Every yeah. update, yeah. there was something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. There was always a way to get into it somehow. Yep. Um, it was never as secure as advertised or as it should have been. Terribly unreliable, terrible performance, um, lack of touch support. The, the list just goes on and on and on. Yeah. Which is why something like HTML, and it's more specifically HTML5, came in and was like, oh, that's way better. Mm-hmm. It's free. It's open source. A group of people maintain it. Yep. Instead of one single company, um, which means it's open for everybody to implement into any of their browsers. HTML is the coding language that powers the modern web. Yeah. Definitely. And once they got that update to be able to do a lot of the stuff that Flash was doing, mm-hmm. Flash quickly got phased out. For sure. And in came HTML, and that's what we use today. It, which It's kind of funny because this is something that most people will never know of because unless you try to load Flash content recently, which you may or may not have, if you have, you most assuredly got some sort of notification saying, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, because a lot of now Flash is often associated with phishing scams and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the you're... pop-ups. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to download Flash to yeah, never click open those. this website. Yeah. And then most times it's like, eh, that's not how it works. Yep. <laughs> because actually, surprisingly, the Flash was included in updates for the browser. It, it became embedded in the browser updates mm-hmm. itself yeah. instead of being updated separately. For That's the case for most browsers. I think for Safari, it was different. But I know for like Edge and Chrome... It was embedded in the browser. So yeah. if you updated your browser, you updated the version of Flash you were using. Yep. Um, but HTML is the coding language that powers 
the internet. So every website you go to is coded somehow in HTML. Yeah. I'm sure there's some other small language like um, PHP or CSS and JavaScript, but yeah. and, and all this stuff happens in the background. You'll never notice it. Mm -hmm. But if you used a computer today versus, yep. I don't know, continuing with the example of 2005, or let, let's say 2007, what a huge difference that was. Because I remember you had to install different plugins to run different websites. Yeah. There was Flash Player, Shockwave. Both of those were run by Adobe. Mm -hmm. You had Microsoft Silverlight. I remember Shockwave, Which was yeah. powered by Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And Silverlight, for years, you needed to manually install on your computer so you can play Netflix. Yep. Do you remember those days? Mm-hmm. Having oh, to install yeah. Silverlight. And then I remember Silverlight very well. Plugins. Plugins oh, in 2007 took your browser to the next level. Mm-hmm. And now today, there's I had no so many such plugins. thing as plugins. I had so many plugins. I remember the Firefox browser used to have a page you can go to mm -hmm. where it will check and make sure all your plugins are up to date. And Did it really? If they weren't, you could click a button to go oh. to that plugins website and get it updated. Interesting. Or stuff like um, QuickTime. Yeah. QuickTime used to be this huge multimedia mm -hmm. powerhouse. Oh, yeah. Pioneered by Apple and the Macs and... QuickTime was everywhere, yep. and it ran a lot of things on the internet. So mm -hmm. you needed the QuickTime plugin, yeah. something that hasn't existed for years because, once again, it's something that HTML has done mm -hmm. and done better than QuickTime could ever do. Yep. That was another plugin. Um, there, there were so many of them that you needed, and I remember you know, having to hunt them down and things wouldn't be up to date. And even mm -hmm. you question whether it was legitimate or not when you're downloading it and you're like kind of crossing your fingers oh, i hope this is legitimate you know it's crazy to see how quickly the internet evolved from all these single companies creating software to yeah. do their own thing mm -hmm. to it all being put into one package that can be used and accessed and run by anybody on any device for whatever reason. 100%, the internet has yeah. come a very long ways. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plugins. Plugins. People these days will never understand. Or here's here's another thing. Um, at, at the same time when QuickTime was the powerhouse, on the yep. other side, you had Windows Media Player. Oh, I remember so, that one. <laughs> That one's still a thing, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, just QuickTime and Windows Media Player, both yeah. still in existence. But actually, but they're not as I think QuickTime, they're internal system or I think now more than Windows Media Player doesn't exist anymore. I don't think Windows Media Player exists anymore. No, what is it now? They renamed it. I think they trashed it. I don't think they just renamed it. Is it? No, there's. I forget the name of the thing that pops up when you play a video on Windows. You're right. It's not Media Player. Oh, they do have Windows Media Player, 
But is I think it Windows it's only Media here for play? legacy. Yeah, I, I think, think they removed a lot of legacy reasons. I don't think it's it's not the same Windows Media Player that it was before. I don't think. It is. It is. Is it? That one is. What they have now is I think it's called TV and Movies. I think. Mm. Okay. Let me see. TV and Movies. That's it. Hmm. That's it. TVs and Movies. But anyways, going back to what I was saying, Windows Media Player used to be a power a media powerhouse that mm-hmm. competed with QuickTime. Yeah. But yeah. so you had I remember I used to have two plugins installed on my computer to mm-hmm. run Windows Media files in my browser. Interesting. There was Persian and there was Flip for Mac, mm-hmm. which basically converted Windows Media Player videos and audio into QuickTime playable files. Yeah. Something that today we would never think of. One standard today is now usable across every OS and every computer and every device you use. Yeah. It's pretty cool how how that's evolved. And it makes browsing the internet so much easier, I think. Yeah. Like, like imagine thinking, okay, cool. I'm going to sit down and watch some Netflix tonight. Mm-hmm. You yeah, pull, you, just... you get everything ready. You go to pull up your feed and it's like, oh, your version of, of Silverlight is out of date. Mm-hmm. You have to go update it. Or the you go onto process. a website and half the website doesn't show up because you don't have Flash Player installed. So all you're seeing is pretty much the plain HTML. All you're seeing is HTML. It's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So you're basically just looking at text on a page, blank text exactly. on a page. Yep. Um, and you know those spaces all around the corners. Something's supposed mm-hmm. to be there. Something's supposed <laughs> to be there, but the until you together. update Flash, you're not going to know what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plugins. So I actually wrote an article on October 9th about how Flash is dead and how you should never install it again. So this mm-hmm. is a word of warning. If you get a flash pop-up that says you need to update or you need to install don't flash, click it. don't. Don't click it. It's mm-hmm. dead. Nope. It's not a real update. It's not a real Do download. Click it. So if you want to go check that out, I've got some links on the bottom of that article that uh, detail end of life, how different browsers and different computers and other devices are slowly going to be dropping support for it. Um, and then some other links to the history of Flash, Flash Player, um, Adobe and their issues. And I also found the article written by Steve Jobs about his thoughts on Flash and nice. how it was not productive to the internet market. No, so it really wasn't. if you're interested wasn't. in that, I would definitely recommend checking that out. With that being said, though, I think that's a wrap. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and click the thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube. For more on the topics discussed today, check out our website, appleguideweb.com, and stay up to date with our latest posts by following at appleguideweb on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we also have a Patreon page that's linked below. So if you would like, um, we would greatly appreciate it if you took a look at that. Um, Once again, thank you so much for listening. See you next week. We will see you next week.